You have cancer. Those three words have changed the lives of millions of people, but it's not just physical. It's also emotional, and that's where Gilda's Club comes in. Hello, and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Have a special guest with me today, Eileen Dillon. She is the CEO of Gilda's Club South Jersey. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Robin. Just love your organization. You've been in our community 19 years. It'll be your 20th year, a celebration next year, and you have gone through a lot with COVID, and you guys have had had to reinvent yourselves, but for those who may not know, just give us an overview of what Gilda's Club actually is. So Gilda's Club, which uh, started in the South Jersey area in 2002, uh, we currently have a Linwood location as well as satellites in Atlantic Care Health, Atlantic Care Cancer Center and the Inspira Health Center. Um, we are basically here for the emotional side of cancer. Um, what we do is we treat the entire family, the member, the family members as well. And what we help them with is with group support, healthy lifestyle, uh, workshops, seminars, um, everything to kind of treat mind, body, and spirit as they go through their cancer journey. And you do a wonderful job at it. I know people who have utilized Gilda's Club and it just means so much to them. Uh, you had some challenges during COVID. I mean, the whole premise of Gilda's Club, your whole model is based on face-to-face -face communication and group meetings. And of course, we couldn't do any of that during quarantine and the, the whole COVID you know, debacle. So you guys did something amazing. You were able to pivot and turn a lot of your programs into virtual programs. Tell us how you did that. What were the challenges with that? So basically what happened to us, like it happened to the rest of the world in mid-March, um, we had to close down all of our programming, our clubhouse, our additional satellites. And that meant that we were no longer able to provide group support to our membership. Um, Gilda's Club is based on a model that is very high touch. Uh, we create a purposely non-clinical type of clubhouse. We want people to feel comfortable here in a home-like atmosphere. Uh, they spend a lot of their time in cancer centers and clinical settings. So we want, uh, you know, we want Gilda's Club to be the antithesis of that. And what happened in mid-March was that that type of support was taken away from us because we weren't able to provide, you know, the personal touch that we were used to having our membership inside of our clubhouse. Quickly, we managed to go into um, the virtual world. And within eight days, um, our program director and our team, our program director, Erin McAllister, and our team uh, created um, an online presence. And initially, we started with just basically group support, getting our membership online. Um, that wasn't easy. Um, a lot of our membership are not computer savvy. So there was, you know, there was some growing pains doing that. But eventually, we got a good majority of our membership back online to primarily start group support. Um, COVID created a tremendous amount of anxiety for all of us, but particularly for those who are, are immunosuppressed. Um, they are you know, one of the most vulnerable demographics and um, it was creating tremendous challenges for our membership. People were not getting treatment. They weren't able to get biopsies. Um, you know, the unfortunate side, a side effect of that is we're gonna be seeing later stage cancers because for a year, a lot of this was, you know, held up or delayed. Um, 
gradually what we were able to do is uh, build on this virtual program. So initially just putting in support, which was the most important. And then after that, we started to include some of our other programming, um, healthy lifestyle, meaning, you know, De- uh, cooking demos, nutritional information, yoga. I know you have yoga online. Online yeah. yoga, yeah, um, and and seminars, and then social pieces to it. Uh, our book club started to meet again. Um, our you know our art therapy classes started again. So we we virtually you know duplicated what we do in the clubhouse online. And how was it received at first? Were people like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Forget it. Or were they like, we're going to try? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think if you, you look, um, you know, are you demographic, you know, they're, they're a little bit more tech savvy. So this wasn't something that was, you know, a huge reach for them. I do think some of our, our, our older membership really struggled the most, but I mean, we had staff sit online, you sit on the phone, you walk somebody through it. And once they do it once or twice, they understand how easily they can do it. Uh, And they truly needed it. They needed the social connection. They needed to have the, you know, all of our group support is facilitated by licensed mental health professionals. So they had the people that they know and trust um, trying to help them through this really difficult, you know, situation. Yes, for everyone, but especially if you're going through cancer. If If you've got a cancer diagnosis. Absolutely. I just give you guys so much credit because that's just amazing that you did that. And you also have to be concerned about HIPAA regulations and all the privacy stuff. So just to be able to do that so quickly, I just, I think that's just fantastic. And so now we're finding that many of these folks are coming from various locations that they they may not have ever gone to Gilda's before. We know that the North Jersey and Central Jersey Gilda's are not affiliated anymore. So Gilda's Club South Jersey and Little Old Linwood is the only one in the whole state of New Jersey, which is incredible. Yeah, we are. And we're able to service the entire state of New Jersey if we're virtual. So what occurred during this period of time is that we started to expand our services. And like you said, um, North Jersey uh, cancer support communities, as well as Central Jersey's, um, they had disaffiliated with our national headquarters so that we actually have an expanded territory. Um, and we essentially, you know, virtually, we can help someone from anywhere. So we became, you know, borderless. And that created the opportunity for us to actually start to grow our membership. I mean, I'd say now with having about 18 months of this behind us, we're, we're probably in the 150, 160 range um, of new members that came on that have never come into the clubhouse. Uh, everything they know about Gilda's Club is virtual. Um, and so I don't believe that we're ever going to be saying goodbye to the virtual programming. I think it's just something that we found you know, to add uh, to our, our in-person programming uh, we do want to get back in person. Of course, we'll never abandon that. Um, but this is something additional that really works well for somebody. Going- yes. COVID taught us a lot about that, as awful as it has been. It did teach us that we can do so much more. People are very creative in right. the ways that they communicate with one another. And for some people, there are barriers. There's geography geographic barriers or perhaps they're going through treatment and they just don't feel like getting dressed and going to a meeting. So this opened up a whole new opportunity for you to reach people that you might otherwise not have reached. Right. I mean, and even though, you know, a lot of the world is coming back together again, 
you know, this particular part of the world, you know, in the cancer community, in the oncology world, um, things are going to go a little bit slower. Uh, we have to be incredibly cautious um, in protect, protecting our, you know, our vulnerable membership. So it's something where, you know, it's going to be a while, I think, for some members to feel comfortable coming back in the clubhouse. But we do, you know, what we serve is not just the patient. Um, you know, we're here for the caregiver and the families, as well as we have um, a grief group and our bereavement program. So for some folks, you know, that are in the grief group or the bereavement program, they really don't have those additional issues of caring for someone who's immunosuppressed. They're not immunosuppressed themselves and they're anxious to get back. So we are working on a phased in program um, of getting some of our membership back, um, at least to start. But again, like I said, the online programming is still going to stay. We're essentially going to be doubling our program. That is just incredible. And that's so good for, for many, many people. But it's also nice that you're offering the in-person options as well. Tell us about some of your programming and, and how it can help people, especially those who are uh, going through cancer themselves and their family members. Well, the group support, as I said before, it's all led by mental health professionals. And so basically what that's created around is the idea that you're in a group with people that are having similar experiences as you. And what's interesting is that, um, you know, the facilitator really doesn't necessarily, you know, run an entire hour, hour and a half with this group of folks. Basically, people decide what they want to discuss and they're just mm -hmm. among themselves. And they're sharing their issues with someone who's actually walked in their shoes. Or in some circumstances, in some of our groups, we have folks that stay with us and they're in there longer beyond their treatment, um, but they still have stressors that are concerning, you know, concerned with cancer. So they stay within our group setting and they're able to say to somebody, you know, who's newly diagnosed, you know, here I am, I'm a couple years out. I've been where you were. And let me tell you about my experience. And, you know, there's science that backs you know, the idea of how healthy this is for someone that's experiencing a cancer diagnosis. So it really is the membership. And when you see that happen, it's really kind of magical. I mean, it just is the membership starts to carry themselves along. And, you know, each group is you know, it's kind of defined by what they're doing. Um, you know, our wellness group is for those that have been diagnosed for, with cancer. Friends and family are exactly that, you know, caregivers. Um, living with loss would be our bereavement group. So, I mean, we have them segregated in a sense where it makes sense. Um, but we really have seen, I mean, you know, we've been around for a long time and we've seen, you know, members just, they create relationships among themselves. You know, they carry on friendships outside of the house. Absolutely. You're sharing. A, it's a bond. It's a shared experience. And it's wonderful for people who have kind of come out on the other side of it to share with those who are still going through it to say, look, here I am and, 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 I'm, and I'm doing OK and I'm able to move forward in my life. So what a great community that you have built there. And you also have a program for kids, which I know is not open yet, but it will be again. Talk to us a little bit about that. That's so important for our children, especially if they've lost a parent. It is. It is. Uh, we have our Nookie Land programming, which is basically um, the smaller kids from about six to 10 years old. 
And then we have our teens and tweens. So our teens would be, you know, after they've kind of graduated noogie, they're in the, <laughs> the 10 to 12, 10 to 12 uh, year old range. And then we have our teen program, with, which actually prior to COVID was in about five to six different local high schools where we have our program person go directly into the high schools. The high schools agreed to offer this and the, the teens are able to actually participate in like a mini group uh, during their school day. And we were, we were really growing that program well. Unfortunately, with COVID, that was part of the demographic that we did lose because these kids were on Zoom all day. So yeah. we're seeing them coming back in, but we also have a phased in plan to get our teen group going. We've already had some conversations with high schools that want, you know, for the fall semester, they like to see us come back in. And for the little ones, that's probably going to be one of the later groups that comes back into our building. Um, and, and, and because there's, you know, there's all kinds of health concerns, you know, kids are gonna be around kids and that's something that's a little, harder to socially distance. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, so, uh, but we're working on all that. And Good. we had a really robust program prior to COVID. So we're looking forward to bringing that back. But it is, I mean, we have groups, Noogie Night is Tuesday and Thursday nights. For Tuesday nights, it's the children whose parents, sibling, grandparent um, have been diagnosed with cancer and they're living in the house. And it's, you know, it's something, we had a program, um, that was really important and very powerful. And it was, um, what do we tell the kids? Yeah. How do we tell the kids? Yeah. And that type of thing. And we work with families to help them work through that. And beyond that, you know, when we have our grief group on Thursdays, and these are children who have lost someone very close to them to cancer. And, you know, that's a different type of program. But with both programs, Tuesday and Thursday nights, what we do is, you know, the beginning is, you know, just getting the kids in, kind of encouraging them to talk. There's a lot of art therapy and conversation. And then the rest of the hour is just, it's fun. We've yes. Done, yeah, it's fun. Let them play. Let them be kids. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We've done dance parties, holiday parties. We bring in fitness type of things. So we've had karate and yoga and all types of fantastic community people that have volunteered their time um, and have come in and they, they do yes. some type of entertainment for the kids. So That's wonderful. Yeah, they need it. And it's such, it is such a beautiful facility. I've been in there many times. But you also have, as you mentioned, your two satellite facilities. And yes. they are very important as well. Talk to us about that. So part of what we've decided is that we think that the future of Gilda's Club really relies in meeting cancer patients where they are. So as much as we enjoy holding and hosting programming in the Linwood Clubhouse, and as you said, it's a beautiful facility, um, we also find that we really need to find the cancer patients inside the cancer centers. So when Atlantic Care Cancer Center was built back in 2010, they were built, they actually built that, that building with us in mind. Um, so when you come into the cancer center at the front desk, right next to the Atlantic Care employee is a Gildas Club rep representative. So we hold programming there, um, as well as we've also connected with, and it's been a new relationship and we're really excited about it, um, and Spira Health Centers and their cancer center. Um, in both Vineland and Mullica Hill. And we're expanding our boundary out that way as well. 
And essentially, right now, what we've been doing is our Atlantic Care members and our Inspira members have been participating in virtual, but we're excited to get those cancer centers back in person too. Absolutely. And you also have groups for men. I want to say that because a lot of times people think Gilda's is just for women and it is not. And it's for all types of cancers and caregivers and families. So I just want to always make that point whenever I do something on Gilda's because there's still that misconception out there, you know, and Gilda was a wonderful woman to get this started because she saw the need for people to do this. Absolutely. What do you hear from members? What do you hear about members who are in your programs and groups? It must make such a difference in their lives. It does. It does. And even for me, because I do, I'm non-clinical and I am more of an administrative role. Um, I don't get the face-to-face with the membership. But what I, what I do miss right now is, you know, when we do come back in person is just going into the kitchen, grabbing coffee, grabbing my lunch out of the refrigerator. Our members are all throughout this clubhouse. It's like a big home. And you get the opportunity to kind of sit with them for a few minutes and then they share their stories. I mean, we've got members that love talking about what Gilda's Club has done for them um, and far beyond their cancer journey, but how it's helped them. And, and you know, it's, it's really, it, it does, it really makes you feel good. It's a lot of hard work. I've always said, you know, you, you, nobody's getting rich working for a nonprofit. No, no. Wearing a thousand hats. Um, it's, you know, it could be the toughest job ever. Um, but you know, the give back is essentially when you do see the smiles on their face or the idea that they can tell you that you've made a difference in, in what make quite possibly be the worst time of their lives. Absolutely. Yes, I'm sure it is. And many people may not know that you're not funded by the government. You rely on, uh, the generosity of people in our community. Tell us how that works. Well, yeah, you're, you're correct. We do not receive any type of state federal funding. There is no Gilda Radner fund. There is no, you know, no family of Gilda Radner that writes us a check. There's been a couple misconceptions about that. We have our own budget that we have to raise every single year. Um, so what, what we do is we always say what is raised here stays here. And, you know, we're out there with, you know, all any type of funding that we can get our hands on. We're, you know, we're, we're happy to get back to uh, in-person events. Yes, I know that was challenging during COVID. You had to cancel everything. everything. And that makes it tough. But you have some events coming up, one in July and then one towards the fall. Tell us about it. So in July, we have our fifth annual Dragon Boat Festival. And this has become really a hallmark signature event for Gilda's Club South Jersey. And um, we host it out at Lake Lenape. It's Sunday, July 11th. It's an all-day event. It is featuring a dragon boat regatta so that we have heats of dragon boats racing during the day. We have food trucks. We have a beer garden. We have uh, Tito's comes with their vintage Airstream, which is amazing. Um, We also have a cornhole tournament. Um, We have inflatables for the children. I mean, we really create... Um, like a fun festival type of atmosphere. And we're out there from 8 a.m. until about 4 p.m. that day. Um, and it's great. I mean, for anyone that's interested in paddling in a dragon boat or entering into the regatta, I would ask that you call the clubhouse at 609-926-2699. And as far as spectators, spectators are free. Just Yes. And, and it's, it's interesting. This will be the third one that I've participated in. 
And the people that come and are spectators one year end up being paddlers the following year because they see how much fun. It is so much fun. I was in it a couple years ago. I was I was a paddler and I thought, oh boy, can I do this? It's really not hard. It's oh, easy. It's I all, mean, it's all yeah, it's for fun. everyone. Yeah. yeah, it's just fun. And the whole event is fun and it's a great family day. It really, really is. And I just give you a lot of credit because that's hard to put together. A, it a, a big it is. And this year, event. Is, you know, it, it's, it's not without its additional challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and we lost some, you know, we lost a little momentum by not being able to host it in 2020. Um, but we are seeing, it's, it's interesting, we are seeing that there's a, there is still a great response and people want to get out. I think people feel comfortable, you know, enough with an outdoor event. Yes. You know, Lake Lenape is beautiful campground. There's tons of room to move around. Um, and they can feel more comfortable being in an outdoor event um, as opposed to if we were having something this large indoors. We have somewhere between 800 and 1,000 people in through the gate that day, um, and, and it really does. It, it's, it's a tremendous fundraiser for us. Um, yes. Dragon Boating actually has a history with the breast cancer community, and so it does kind of go hand-in-hand hand with us. We have a lot of breast cancer survivor boats that come to us They've been with us all five years and they come back each year. And, um, but it's also a great community. Event, you know? It really is. And it's good for people to be aware of all the wonderful things you do. And it's a great way to, to let them know about it through this right. event. Exactly. Uh, and you also have another fundraiser coming up in the fall. What's that all about? Well, in the fall, what we have is um, Let's Do Brunch. Let's Do Brunch is a fantastic event. That will probably be going into its, I'm going to say, maybe its seventh year. Um, this year, in particular, we're going to be honoring uh, very prolific board members. And everyone in the community knows uh, Dr. John and Ann Baker. Great people. Great yes. people. Mm -hmm. Ann, Ann was uh, uh, one of our founding board members. John has been on the board. I, I always say that over our entire history, there's always been a baker on the board. Um, <laughs> they, are, they are unbelievable. They're an unbelievable family. They've been incredibly generous to us. And, and they are. They're winding up their time on the board. Um, and um, we, we would really, we're really excited to honor them. And when will that be? That's... That is November 6th at mm -hmm. Linwood. Okay, Linwood Country Club, November 6th. I'll put a, a link to your website and your events in the show notes so people That's can awesome. find it easily. And I just give you so much credit for being able to pivot and bring your programs to people online and to continue to do all the wonderful work that you do and helping so many people in our community and now throughout the whole state of New Jersey. So congratulations to you and all your fabulous folks there. I know a lot of them and they're just such wonderful people. So continue with your wonderful work and hopefully this brought some attention to Gilda's Club. That's awesome. <laughs> I really appreciate all your support as well, Robin. Oh, it is my true pleasure. Thanks so much. Eileen Dillon, CEO of Gilda's Club South Jersey. And thank you all for joining me today for Living Well with Robin Stoloff. Empower you to live a healthier life. Hope to see you again next time. Until then, please stay safe and keep living well.